When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Pod Meets World Live, presented by our pals at Hyundai, is right around the corner. And no matter where you live, you can join us and watch the stream. Writer Will and I will be taking the iHeart Theater stage and telling even more stories. And now, joined by some very special guests. Will, who are you look most looking forward to seeing? Uh, I, can't, I can't, everybody, I want to see, I can't wait to see Danny. I can't wait to see Blake. I can't wait to see Ethan. I mean, uh, all the bullies together for the first time since the show started. Yeah. That's betcha. freaking me out. I can't wait. We've got Betsy Randall, a.k.a. Amy Matthews. We've got Tony Quinn, a.k.a. Mr. Turner. And we do, you said it, Will, we have the first ever bully reunion. You guys asked for it over and over again, and it became my dream to get these three <laughs> quote-unquote bullies together. I, know, and I love that we call them bullies, it. and they're the like nicest the nicest people, people in the world. <laughs> All we're going to be doing is hugging each other and like laughing. Well, you'll be pushing them away and well, running. I'll be pushing them away. Right. Yeah, that's all right. Of course. <laughs> Danny McNulty, Ethan Suplee, and Blake Senate will be joining us on stage together for the first time in almost 30 years. And for your musical needs, the icon herself, Lisa Loeb, will take the stage and perform. What a night. Writer, are you dying? I'm dying. This is my, <laughs> my dream come true. Is you're trying to be cool. You can I always know the writer trying to keep it cool face, and that's yeah. that's it right there. Like, no, yeah, I'm, it's gonna yeah, be it's really fine. great. It's, it's gonna be a night can of we, art. Can we do and, me, Lisa? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> I am going to assume you all want to watch along. So visit moment.co slash podmeetsworld to purchase the stream, which will debut on May 1st at 5 p.m. PT, but it will be available for you to watch for seven days. So you have no excuses left. Again, Pod Meets World Live brought to you by our pals at Hyundai, moment.co slash podmeetsworld to join us. Welcome back to Pod Meets World. This is part two of our recap of Danger Boy with Tony Quinn. We absolutely love having Tony anytime, so I don't want to delay you guys any longer. Let's jump right back in. Okay, so uh, then we're into Chubbies. Corey asks what Chubby, the now different actor playing the owner, has for a single guy out on the town. And he responds, envy, my friend. Chubby asks why he's not hanging with Potsy. Which is just a happy days. direct happy, happy days, days reference. Yep. Happy days reference. Who is Potsy yep. in Happy Days? I've never seen it. What Potsy? Yeah. Potsy is Anson Williams was Potsy. But is he a best? Is he the best yes, friend to the, the main character? Yeah. yeah, he's one of the yeah, yeah. three. There was there was uh, uh, Richie. 
Potsy and Ralph Malf were the were the three Ralph friends, Malf. and then Fonzie. Yeah. But then who was Fonzie? Fonzie wasn't a friend. He was like a bully, or he was the Harley. No, no. Yeah, he was, Fonzie wasn't yeah. even part of the show originally. Fonzie yeah. was was an added character that, <clears throat> that okay. took over the show. It was like Urkel. It was the same interesting. Yeah. See, I always thought okay. of Sean yeah. as the Fonzie because we did that one fifties episode where I basically became Sean Zarelli. Or right, right, right. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Harley, Harley would have been the Fonzie. And Anson Williams, who played Potsy, is on Boy Meets World in season three. Yeah. Cool. So Chubby asks why he's not hanging with Potsy and then calls for order number 41. And Sean, a.k.a. Potsy, comes over to grab his burger. Corey says, that was amazing. Then Chubby says, let's see who he can call up next. Chubby calls the next number and an Elvis impersonator comes up to the counter to grab his food and tells Chubby not to tell anyone he was there. This is the dumbest runner. I think runner. it's supposed to be Elvis. It's supposed to be Elvis. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not even okay. supposed to be an Elvis impersonator. It's supposed to be it's whole... so it's so stupid. dumb. And I it's didn't so I didn't get it. I was like, is are they playing like it's Elvis? And so yeah. I asked producer Jensen Carp, husband of this podcast. Thing. And he said, in the nineties, there was, was a... like this. Rumor, Running joke, probably right. from a yes. from an Inquirer article. It was always Inquirer yes. every week. Apparently, yeah, it was like Elvis yeah. was spotted somewhere. Elvis so was alive. spotted, and yeah. so like there was a comedy trope that a lot of people used, yeah. where he he was there. Yeah. King went, is still around. Yeah, they right. did. Are kidding? Bill Bixby used to host. Bill Bixby, who was a huge actor in the seventies and the eighties, used to host a show. It was like a live special once a year. Finding Elvis. And they were, it would end with like tracking down some guy they thought was Elvis in and him calling the guy live on the air. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Oh, how I yearn for the days when those were the conspiracy theories. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? It was like, what's in Al Capone's <laughs> Some vault? famous person is still alive. <laughs> right. Great. Yeah. Right. Let's that worry about that. Right. Like, there was a rumor about Tupac in the 2000s that Tupac That's true. was still really? alive. So That's right. it, it's well, been yeah. an ongoing Michael thing. Michael Jackson, the same thing, right? Did yeah. people still talk about him being alive? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. No. I saw yeah. Tupac two days before he died. Really? Wow. Yep. I saw him in Hollywood wow. in a car, uh, just driving with the top down, smoking a huge joint. I cannot believe yeah. you killed Tupac. You did. No, it. I've killed. Wow. I, I, he just I admitted killed, it here. Yeah, I killed, he just. Admi- I, I mean, we just Philip figured it out. Hoffman. I killed Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> you had a dream about him, or you Jesus. mentioned him the day before? I saw, I t- the, literally the night before he died, I sat in a car with a friend of mine for half an hour and was trying to remember his name without googling it. It was like a right. thing, and then we were like, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Next day. Wow. It was nuts. It was wow. absolutely nuts. Yeah, I did, just did to Diego Maradona. Same thing. I just did with Diego Maradona. I'm I'm pretty suspicious. I, I don't want to get into it. <clears throat> okay. Ooh, I don't want to get into it. It's because so, of your 11 birthday power. Don't talk <laughs> to me magical. like that, 11 brother. Someday you're going to wake up to the, the realization, 11 brother. Tony, what day is your birthday? Just, what day? 25. Uh, that's what okay. I thought. No, I'm a, a five. Brother. We're f- yeah. we have fives in ours. Okay. Yeah. So we get from this stupid Elvis, the start of an Elvis runner that we don't want to acknowledge. Corey asks Sean where he's been, and he says he's been at Chubby's on a date. Corey asks if he can check out his date, and so they walk over to the booth, and then Corey sees. Oh, yeah, come on over. (laughs) Let's go check out my date. How awkward is that? It talks like that. That's one thing I did like, though. I really liked how they made it very plain that Sean had no idea. Oh, Sean has no clue. Yeah, 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 it's interesting, actually, because it's, I, I liked it too because it, you know yeah. it makes him a good friend. It exactly. It, it is interesting yeah. because Sean has been incredibly selfish about girls in the past, like with the beard episode. So it also could have worked that Sean would have been probably still would have gone along with it. I don't know, yeah. but it's interesting. I like that it though that they it puts didn't, all the he... onus on Eric. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, uh oh. Their dates are in the bathroom. <laughs> Sean lies and explains this is a double date Corey couldn't make. And now nervous Eric quickly hands Sean money for drinks and tries to change the subject. But Corey wants to know why Eric didn't ask him to go on the double date. Eric tries to change the subject again about his birthday in seven months. But Corey is hurt. Why didn't he ask him? And this is like, I guess this is a bigger question. But is this a crime? Like, the, I I don't really know that the whole point of the conflict is even really that rooted in too much reality. I'm kind of like, yeah, I guess it's like your your older brother has, you know, wants he's got he's got to bring somebody that's exactly your age. It could be so easy to do. And instead, he passes you over to go to one of your friends. I could see how it would be. Hurtful. Yeah. And I guess he doesn't know the other side of it, which 
is that isn't what you did. You did right. try to bring him up first, but yeah. the other person has a say in it. And although it wasn't yeah. the other 13-year-old girl saying, I don't want to go out with your brother, there right. was a representative for that person who had a yeah. say in it. Um, and and so she I, kissed me so I couldn't think straight. Correct. And pushed yeah. you aggressively right. against the yeah. couch. Yes. Pushed me and kissed me so <laughs> right. I can't make yeah. decisions. Yeah, <laughs> right. no one can argue with that. No, no, exactly. it's magical. She, she pushed me and kissed me. Ironclad oh, logic, yeah. guys. Ironclad. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. You're free from anything. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you're right. So I guess from that standpoint, and I'm always more offended by a lie than I am just like, why didn't you just come to me and tell me that this was going on? I know, That's but it does seem it does seem like the bigger issue, like the bigger problem is the honest the Corey facing the fact that he wasn't cool enough cool, right, or, right. or attractive enough for this girl. And but in that regard, Eric is is protecting Corey from yes. that information. Like right. in a weird way, going on this right. date and still, you know, it, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think Eric has done that much wrong. No, really. No. By the way, it's anyone listening, if you have a friend who always tells you all the mean, awful things other people are saying about you, that person's not your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, I I missed the meaning. <laughs> if you have a friend, if you have a friend, <laughs> like if you have a friend who's like always saying to you, "Oh my gosh, guess what so and so said about you," and then what they said was like really mean or even just not that nice, just like, yeah. "Oh, they said that they said that you weren't cool enough to go to the party," and I totally said that's not true. I think she's really cool. And then the next person is like, "Oh my gosh, I overheard him, and he was saying that he didn't think you were very cute, but I think you're super cute." Yeah. Like you could just save those things. Like you okay. don't. It's not a nice thing to tell somebody when somebody else says something about them that's right. mean it's or often harsh. a cheap ploy that somebody uses to make ingratiate you feel themselves with somebody yeah, but, and you know, to make like, you feel yeah. bad and to neg them in this other way right yeah right. Exactly. Yeah, danielle told me you were like that writer yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so can i think i can see eric you, when you passed over Corey to go to his best friend I can see why that would make Corey feel like what? What the heck? You guys yeah. are yeah. doing what's wrong I'm with not, me? You know yeah, 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 what's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Just, right. I'm your brother because he said that I'm your brother. Yeah. And yeah. you didn't even think. And I can. You're probably just thinking. Well, I don't want to tell him that this girl didn't think he was cool. I didn't. Right. Wanna, yeah. I, right. I don't. Right. I don't know what to do now. I'm like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Right. yeah. I guess and now that a, we've oh, talked it out, it's actually a yeah. perfect conflict it, it, because it nobody's right. really that bad in it. No. No. Yeah. And here's the other thing. And not to jump, uh, what three years or three or four years ahead in the show, and 19 years ahead in, in the pod. But in the episode, which I do remember very well, where we're cleaning out the garage, the whole the whole episode is about Corey passing over Eric for Sean. So mm. it's reversed where mm. now all of a right. sudden we were supposed to do this as brothers, but you brought your brother, Sean, to do this with right. you instead right. of me. Yep. And so there's something where the whole there was a switch to the whole thing, which I think is kind I of I also think that that if this were the whole episode, I would be like, mm. but the fact yeah. that this is just kind of a setup. Yeah. For an amazing Corey True. Feeney dynamic is yeah, super interesting. Right. Like, and a like great Elvis the conflict story. is not like. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we do end up having an Eric apology, you yeah. know, reconciliation with Corey, but it's almost beside the point, right? Like, right. The, the, yeah. the journey is really just Corey confronting how he's perceived in the world, and like this, this it, it, on a lesser sitcom, it would just be this like right. dating yeah. Yeah. hijinks, right. yep. and instead that's just yes. scene the three, right? and we have right. a whole that's the thing. foil yeah. to get you to the great exactly, stuff. which yeah. I think yeah. makes it a better episode yeah. than it would have mm-hmm. been otherwise. Uh, yeah, my, yeah. Can we just also comment? My vest game is is just going hard now. I love it. Is, it. Uh, it I, is, oh, I had no it. recollection. Bright, I am wearing a, I am a strafty bright vest every <laughs> scene. Every scene yeah. I'm wearing a vest, but definitely yeah. my this like this is my formal dating vest that I'm wearing now. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know I, what your you vest know is, Ryder? It's the cat's yeah. pajamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is that I have an eff- I like vests in my They're own cool. life and I wonder if maybe I, I I took this from, you know, I got married in a vest. I didn't get married in a suit. I got married in a in a, a, a Were vest. You just wore a vest that day? Yeah. Just a vest. I just remember wow. the deer. I don't I remember the deer more than I remember what you were wearing that day. <laughs> Um, I was not at Ryder's wedding. Ryder got married the same day. The same day I got married the first time. Well, while while our ceremony was happening, a a deer, a wild deer, like wandered. A beautiful wild deer wandered into the middle of the ceremony. We were getting married in the ceremony, like it was like it was like planned. So there are photographs of like this amazing, you know, outdoor wedding in a field with a 
perfect deer. That just, is the yes. most writer yeah. thing it was. that could it have was ever happened. It was the most happened. writer. Th- I was like, he planned that. He had to have planned it's, that. It's, yeah. it's from wow. Funny Farm. Remember when they were like yeah, trying to sell the, the deer? Cue the deer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so Kim and her cousin Laura, Mina Suvari, come back to the table. Kim and Laura want to see Corey's water fountain impression, but Corey is upset and he leaves. He's very upset. He does like a threatening thing. You don't want to see how fine I am. Which is funny. He's mad. And past the yeah. whole big thing in comic books, which I'm, I, I like. I like that they, you know when you come down Chubby's, there's the there's the bookcase there, mm-hmm. and it's all comic books. Which Ooh, is very cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 I remember the note session where Michael freaked out about that. Do you remember that? No. What? You don't remember this? He no. lost it one day because the comics were outdated. And he was like, if we're going to have a comic book, we want, I want up to date issues. And he like freaked out on the press. Because he is a, you huge, guys remember that? a huge comic he book. He was a comic book yeah. person and he was very yeah. wow. upset that the comics had not changed like from week to week or whatever. Oh, I don't I know when he all. noticed it. I don't, I mean, it could have already happened or maybe it's right now they're already outdated. But at some point when we had the chubby set, I remember Michael losing it during a run through and screaming that he couldn't stand the, the the way that the comic books were not. We better make sure that they're, you know, up to date. They should, every kid watching should know that that is the latest issue of X-Men up there. And da-da-da-da, he like lost it. Wow. He wow. was he was big on props being realistic because yes. he was that way about the posters in the school too. He didn't yep. like those fake looking posters. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Eric tries to follow Corey out, but Corey says, don't worry about it. And he thanks his brother for remembering his name, which... I guess tracks just that he's. Angry. Well, it's also because it, it, because it's. I say, Corey, come on, Corey, Corey, Corey. I say Corey four times in a row in like one sentence, and then he turns around. And he's like, "Hey, thanks for remembering me." Right. Name. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't call it a strong button. Uh, no. So <laughs> then no. we are. Um, uh, Corey in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Eric sees that the Corey- bedroom's back. Yes, the bedroom. We talked about that. We talked about how we it's hadn't seen the boys' bedroom in a while. Yeah. The bedroom's back. <laughs> I love Eric's, the parking meter in there. That's great. That's what such I a said. Touch. Such a yeah. random prompt. Cool. Yeah. So we like it. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I think it's a money. It's a it's a bank. It's um it's a kids yeah, bank. It's a piggy bank. Like a yeah. Piggy bank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric sees that Corey is still awake, and Corey says, "Mom and Dad always let him stay up a little later than Morgan." Corey is still mad about the whole thing. Eric admits that Kim didn't want Corey to go on the double date, and Corey asks if he fought for him. Eric says Corey was doing great until he showed up with the whole water fountain gag. Eric says Kim was looking for someone different, someone kind of cool, kind of dangerous to date her cousin. Corey asks Eric on a danger scale where he would be, and Eric great. says if pushed, he's just slightly less dangerous than lime jello. Lime Which is jello. so great. This is Such setting up the celery poster so yeah, moment. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like that yeah, line yeah. actually made me laugh out loud. Yes, yeah. same. The, me too. The lime jello thing. But... I no, no, the performance was it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I, it was. I thought it was I, like I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it's such a great way to describe Corey's character. (laughs) It is, and and then the way it it gets elevated just a line later, Corey asks if that's what everyone thinks of him, and Eric says no. Some people think lemon. Which (laughs) which is hilarious. So cute. So funny. Yes. I love the fact that you you told him when he says, did you even fight for me? And he's like, yes. Yeah. I did, but as soon as you came, and he goes, it was the fountain, wasn't it? The fountain fountain hurt me, didn't it? The fountain hurt me, didn't it? So then he he owns it and goes, crap, I did blow it. Yeah. So he's not really that mad at you at that point, which I love the fact that they reveal that instead of withholding all that, it's like they give him that information and he does something with it, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great little wrap up of everything we talked about earlier, yeah. too, of now this storyline that didn't really it's hold resolved. enough water. Yeah. yeah, it's resolved. It's over. Yeah. That's yeah. that's right. no longer yeah. the issue anymore. It's no yeah. longer about their right. relationship. It's now about Corey's right. internal state. Like, and yeah. His, yeah. Right. Which is great. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Corey says some people are wrong because he is dangerous and he's out of control. <laughs> he's he's and I think we're going to get a danger boy. And we don't. Nope. <laughs> then Morgan comes in and asks if her teddy bear, Mr. Buzzy, can sleep with him where it's safe. And he, defeated, says, I'm Jello. <laughs> so cute. Morgan Super back. weird that we have an episode called Danger Boy and we don't get a Danger we don't Boy hear no. Danger the entire Boy. I episode. Know. I know. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. 
With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. So then we're in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Mr. Feeney is teaching the class about the determination of Harry Truman. Feeney is apparently also going through his own little crisis of not feeling dangerous enough and expressing how he relates through the former president. The bell rings and Sean runs up to Corey in a sweater I could feel just by looking at it. Do you remember that sweater? (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) The stripes were velour. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was like, but with velour softness. Wow. Wow. And I looked at it and I was like, I can feel that sweater. I know it. I can feel it. I wasn't even in this episode. So you must wear it again because I I know it. I know that sweater. I loved seeing Bill back in the the head of the classroom. Every time he's just back in the classroom, it's just so comforting. So good. It's great. Sean says he did something during class he normally doesn't do. A lot of thinking Mm. and not about World War Part Part Two thing. Uh, Sean wanted to apologize to Corey, but Corey says he's not mad at him or Eric. They did what they were supposed to do. They went out with hot girls from New York. Corey says he stayed home and played Candyland with Morgan and then colored and says, that's what I am, a Candyland loser. Mr. Feeney asks. I I have a question. Sorry. Yeah. 
throughout this entire scene, in the background between the two of you, Bill is looking. Bill is no, no, well, no, no, no. It's it just it, from the other angle. So you got the one where you're seeing Bill, but when you cut the other way, there's just part of a giant purple banner hanging down that they never pan up, so you never know what it is. Huh. There's just this random piece of purple hmm. cloth hanging a foot and a half into the frame. And it's the whole time he's there, the whole time with Bill, too. It's like, what is it is on the that? wall? Or you're saying hanging from the No, it from seems like it's hanging. Like, I don't know wow. if, it's, if it's actually, like, if you're looking at my screen, it's yeah. like this in between the two of them for the whole freaking scene. Between who? Weird. Me and Ben? or You and Ben and then Ben and Bill. Weird. And I, weird. And I still, I was rewinding it. Like, do you, do you see it when you walk into the classroom? Is it part of a poster? Is it part of the set that broke? I have no idea, but it was so distracting to me where there's just this purple thing hanging out. So Sean leaves saying he can't see Corey like this. Mr. Feeney asks Corey how he's doing and he starts to cry. This is one of the, my that favorite moments funny. in Boy Meets World that history. Was Mine so funny. So good. It's he's so, so good. good. So funny. That was uh, really funny. I don't know. I got, I, it just, he <laughs> loses it and it's great. It's so, and I didn't remember this moment Me at all, either. but it is like yeah, one of the most brilliant yeah, and like I, this whole—it's it, like with the whole scene just like clicks into place, and you feel yeah. like we're back in season one. Yes, it's it's Corey is now just his raw self, and yeah. he needs Feeney, and Feeney is his raw self, and they're just like helping each other out. I loved this. Scene. I it was loved such it a too. breath of fresh air. Yeah, and it was like, and it's coming at the right time in the season too. We just need to like re. Re reinvigorate this relationship and like yep. remember this core part of Corey's like identity. Oh, it's so beautiful. It was great. It was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> he starts to cry and says everyone thinks he's safe and boring. Feeney says everyone gets passed up for a date sometimes. No worries. Mr. Feeney says Corey shouldn't be constrained by how people think of him. And then Mr. Turner comes in and asks if Mr. Feeney would reconsider going on the ski trip. They even got him a nice <laughs> ski vest. Mr. Feeney says he's busy. <laughs> so funny. So funny. That's, that's another it. Tony thing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember doing that at all. Oh, no. so fun. Of not. I oh, wonder if it was fun. written or if you just did it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was written. You yeah. think? I would have said you just did it, but okay. Really? Yeah. I would have said know. that was just a you. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't. So you think in the script it just said he holds up a sweater vest? Yeah, he and then Tony like, just we got, we got the... you your own vest, and I could see Tony just going. <laughs> 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 it's so funny. It makes it. Yeah. So I have a question, Tony. Did you did you did you actually have an earring? You must have, right? Because I keep yeah, referencing. I did, yeah. You did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It becomes I such. I love that 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 you know the sweater vest becomes. Yeah, all that we need to know about and the uh, George right. Feeney, and then like all right. he has to say is like sometimes they have earrings or whatever he says to Corey, and it's like right. it's right. like the earring is is an index to your entire character. Yeah, yep. it's like that's all we need to know about right. what Feeney thinks of Mister Turner. It's so good. Right. <laughs> now let me ask you guys a question. When Bill, there were times when Bill would give this monologue when when he tells Corey, you know, don't rely on people's perceptions of you and stuff like that. As I was watching it. It seemed to me when Bill would do that as if he didn't quite remember his dialogue and he was remembering it on the fly as he was giving the dialogue. Does that mm -hmm. seem like that to you or is, it, is that just his natural he rhythm? Would that he that. would do that. Yeah. He would do that. He really, he okay. really would. Yeah. He would do okay. that. We have, we have talked about before because Bill was always very nervous he was going to forget a line and having yeah, to have right. that much dialogue memorized was difficult for him and he didn't necessarily right. enjoy that and we have talked before about how there are times when specifically I can remember the scene where he's having a tea party with Lily and he's mm -hmm. coming up with these big words and festooned yeah, costume jewelry. Costume jewelry. <laughs> and it works so perfectly for him because I don't know how much of it is that he is thinking about what he's supposed to say and therefore it's coming right. out a little delayed versus right. it's so perfect that he's actually thinking of what the next mm -hmm. words are Feeny that are coming out of his mouth. He's very careful about his word choice. And, and it right. always it doesn't works. bother me. Yeah. Yeah. No. It feels of, I mean, always I, work. Yeah, yeah, it does work. I, I didn't Always. I didn't feel that tension in this moment, but I think it is part of just understanding Bill's delivery. Like I've I've come yeah. to accept that as the Feeney delivery. 
Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Feeney says he's busy. He can't go on the ski trip and stick the vest in Turner's ear, (laughs) 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 forcing Turner to leave. And I could see the smile on your face as you turned and walked away, (laughs) which was great. Feeney then turns back to Corey and says people assume that because of his outer appearance, he's stodgy, conservative, cautious and unadventurous. Corey asks, but aren't you? you? And Feeney exclaims, there you go. That's my point. But if you allow other people's perception of you to dictate your behavior, you won't grow as a person. But if you let yourself grow and mature, you can rub their smug little earring wearing noses (laughs) in it, (laughs) which is great. Oh my. Corey says they need to show people they're not who they think they are. And Feeney agrees. He says they need to do something stupid. And Feeney kind of agrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're back in the Matthews kitchen. Amy asks Alan how the poker game went. And he says, same old, same old. Alan goes out of his way to admire Amy's hair and says it was worth the money for sure. Amy asks if he won or lost in poker because Gordy called and asked if they were still on speaking terms after <laughs> Alan lost $300 at the game. Alan says his spending shouldn't affect if they're on speaking terms, and Amy turns and gives him a look. Alan says they called him names like whipped or they made chicken noises. Amy says he should go back and ask for his money back, and they find themselves in the same argument they had about her hair where they're imitating each other. And it yet, is so beautiful. I love so, this scene yeah. so much. The chemistry <laughs> yeah. between these two. It's, it's phenomenal. just phenomenal. Yeah. It's it like really you is. just want to watch them love each other. Yes. It's like yeah. you just yeah. the, and the way that she's able to nail an impression of him, like yeah. they're just having fun. Oh, it's but I should be able to. Yeah. good actors. It's yeah. so I know. good. Yeah. But they also yeah. really do always come off like they've been together forever. Forever, yes. which is they have great. Such yeah. respect and affection for one another as yeah. actors. Yeah. It just it, it's just palpable. I loved yeah. this scene. This is just like awesome. Badass acting. I was so yep. impressed. Yeah. I agree. yeah. You could always, you could just tell that those two characters were just best friends. Yeah. 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 They really yeah. loved each other. Uh, yeah. And so they laugh about it and they kiss. And as much as we love the scene, I have to say this is the most unrealistic portrayal of two people living on a somewhat fixed income with three children who've just spent $430 in the last <laughs> 10 hours. And I think, yeah, the, 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 the audience wooed too, I think. Oh yeah, they a, were yeah. like, yeah, woo, yeah. spend that we money! Don't, yeah. Yeah. We don't care, yeah. the mortgage is going to be late and the uh, yeah. electricity is going to be shut off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they should have shown legitimate panic on their faces. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, they should have kissed and then pulled apart and been like, what are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> but really, what's going to? But like, really, what are we going to do? Like just go yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, one of us is selling a kidney this, this month. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So then we're in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Eric invites Corey to the batting cages and then realizes he's not in their room. And he says, dude, 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 dude. I, was I love ad. it. Yeah, I was, I was an ad. I was like, I'm going to put it? in a dude. I like it. See, I'm going to take like it myself. It. Yeah. He finds a note from Corey saying he's not safe. He's dangerous. And to prove it, he's going to the amusement park with Mr. Feeney. Eric asks, with Mr. Feeney? And then the letter slash narration says, yes, and don't try to stop me. <laughs> And then you go running out of the room. And I, 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 obviously, once we get to the amusement park, I understand why Eric would w- run out of the room based on the note I'm going to the amusement park. But when it first happens, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to an amusement park. Don't try to stop me. I was like, what yeah. is this about? Well, obviously. but it is weird. It, like, I couldn't wrap my head around this whole, the, the, I mean, I get like, it works out. It's funny, yeah. whatever. But it is w- w- like the idea that being dangerous is going on a roller coaster. Correct. Yeah. Is like the, le- when it's actually like the least dangerous thing in the world. So then you have to rationalize it by having this whole news story about how the, it right. Is it a is real a dangerous thing. It right. is a real dangerous because it's like, do you think that was a rewrite? Because you realize like, no, no, I, I doubt think this it is because network, they had reporters. This and, is ne- yeah. a network thing. What, what, how, and that it is a problem with a kid. Right. When you have a minor, how can we create stakes? You can't without go being a bad, without delivering yeah. a bad message you or can't, allowing so you can't a kid be jumping tattoos. off a bridge. Can't be yeah, like right. actually can't doing be the two of them in Tijuana for the night. Right. It's got to be like it's, right. got, it's, it's like right. what are the most stakes we can yeah. create that yeah. would right. still safe danger that parents correct. are not going to get us let, write letters about right exactly exactly safe, wow. safe danger yeah, yeah. right yeah right. so it's, it's network notes it's a bummer. 
<laughs> Let kids do dangerous things on TikTok. Give them knives. Exactly. My God. I mean, right so many of them get stabbed every once in a while. You just, guys. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Oh, this set. When we get to this set. We are. Here we are. We're in the amusement park. Can you tell me about the set? I obviously wasn't there. I have no, I don't know. Where did you guys shoot this? What was the set? What is this? It was a second row, actually. Yeah. You guys remember? Which is very rare. We we, we usually had one row of sets in front of the audience. This was one of the rare where they built it behind that row. So we were removed from the audience. We had to pre-tape this, obviously. Uh, So we were removed from the audience back because our stage was so huge. So we were to the right of craft service. Like if you're facing okay. craft service, we were to the right and that's sort of no man's land because our stage yeah. was so giant and they built yeah. it there and um, and yeah, Ben hurt himself during the yeah, who first wants to talk? Who wants to tell the story? Okay, right, so Tony, this, somebody tell the story. This is my takeaway from this episode. This is the one thing that I remember about this episode was the roller coaster rig that they built because we were rehearsing and we were on that stage and it came time for them to try the, the, the movement for the roller coaster. 
So they wheel this thing in there, and it was like this rickety kind of roller coaster thing. It wasn't. It didn't look like it did in the show. So they wheel it in, and we're kind of looking in there, and we're we're. I was thinking, oh man, that thing kind of looks. It's like it was just nothing but plywood, and so yeah. Ben had to. Ben gets in there in this shoulder harness thing. He's sloshing around, and he's in the front. Bills and you can the tell their shoulder and, harnesses are not real shoulder harnesses. Oh, they're, they're yeah, not yeah, yeah, useless. At all. It yeah, might as well have been bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So Ben, he, he kind of was like, I don't know if this thing feels right. I'm not sure about this. So they were like, yeah, let's just, let's just try it. David Trainer was there. So they push it back, and the guys that were supposed to cinch that thing, thing shut, they, they had to rehearse their move. So they push it back, and then they pushed it forward, and they stopped it short. Mm. a little too fast and ben went shooting forward in this thing Ugh. and uh he took a shot let's say he took a shot in the groin right and uh, yeah, there's a piece not, of plywood there was a right, piece of plywood between his legs, legs. Yeah. right yes. between his yeah. legs that was not padded yes. it was a open naked piece of plywood right, right between yes. this 13 right. year old boy's legs yes. and the thing stopped suddenly he shot forward and it was it was visceral. I mean, you could yeah. feel on the set when it happened. He was legitimately hurt. Yeah. Mm. With this yeah. thing. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. So he he gets out of there and he's writhing around on stage. Oh. We're we're all just kind of going, Oh man, how bad is this gonna be? We got a run through today, and David was upset because Ben got hurt. Ben was on the ground and we, oh I, my we gosh. I didn't know what to do. It's like we didn't do that. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So it was so I, he yeah. did end up going to the hospital, right? Yes, I think he did. I think uh, they yeah. pulled him off set. I think we they did. We yeah. we went. We either did a run through without him or delayed the run through yeah. or something. But it was like it was serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof, such a bad that, yeah, that was the no one joke. thing I remember. No, and I remember the next day. I think it was the next day. Ben came to. He was. We, he was on stage and we were joking around. And I think he had a pair of basketball shorts on or something like that. And I'm like, dude. Okay, so how bad? How bad was it? And he kind of lifted up his short and showed me the inside of his, like his leg and the, the leg that happened. And it was like this big, long road rash on his thigh. Wow. It was like, oh, my, God. oh, uh, oh my goodness. Oh, he was joking about it and he was making, you know, light yeah, of it. That's yeah. what he would have done. Yeah. But it was, it was, that's the one thing I remember from that episode. Yeah. Mm. Oh boy. Wow. We're in our beautiful amusement park set. A news reporter is reporting on Adventure Park in Philadelphia, and The Last Ride claims to be the most terrifying amusement park attraction ever created. They've Have even you guys had seen protests. the documentary Class Action Lost Action Class park, Action Park, baby? Yeah. Yep. No. Do you know about Heck. this? It's amazing. Dude, I grew up around that. Oh, bed. you did? Like, yeah. Oh, we see the commercials all the time. It's for an this amazing thing. documentary. It's I don't know. It might be on HBO um, now. It's so good. But it's about a, the basically what this is based on, which is that there was a, a place called Action Park in New Jersey that was famously really deadly for kids. Dangerous. Wow. It was just. Wow. It was, yeah, they didn't they, follow any regulations. They just nope. built whatever ride this guy who like wanted to build. So like he literally built a water slide that's just a loop de loop with no like measurements or like oh. safety. And if anybody sued, they were just like, no, we don't settle any lawsuit. And he would pay, he'd pay employees to go through the thing to make sure that it worked. And they were, some of them were get coming out with these huge cuts and they didn't find out until later. It was because people were losing teeth on the ride and getting stuck in the thing and people were getting oh. cut on the teeth that were oh. all stuck in the ride. Yeah. Dude, it was insane. <laughs> oh it's a great gosh. documentary. It's a great documentary. Yeah. Because yeah. they oh, actually get wait. to this point where they're like, you know, a lot of people have fond memories of that park precisely because it was kind of dangerous. And the, the, the you know, childhood nowadays is very contained and controlled. Yeah. And yeah. Action Park was like this last bastion of like, Go and Lord be of the adventurous. Flies. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> right. Right. Childhood. Yeah. The good old days. Right. <laughs> wow. So it claims to be the most terrifying amusement park attraction ever created. They've even had protests from parents, clergy, and NASA engineers. <laughs> the reporter <laughs> explains that the owner, owner Leonard Swindell, who is very shady looking, is making all riders Swindler. sign a catastrophe waiver, even though he swears the ride is safe. The reporter reveals the two fearless people ready to ride. Mr. Feeney eating some cotton candy. 
and Corey. With puke bags in there. I love the, uh-huh. I love the reveal. Just they're like, hello. Hello. Yeah, but, so, but, but what is it? It just says puke. Puke here. Puke here. Puke bag. Puke here is so funny. Feeney dedicates this to his co-workers. Corey and Mr. Feeney get into the ride and sign their waivers, which includes organ donor requests. I love He's like, yeah, whatever. Take Help it. yourself. Yeah, Help, Help yourself. yourself. <laughs> Mr. Turner and Eric run up to the ride, both with notes from Feeney and Corey, respectively, and they try to convince them to get out of the car. This so, was this was you and I just doing this for for each that's other. That's what I was going to yeah, say. When we ran so onto nice. the set, yeah. when we were, oh, what are you doing? That was just us so making fun. each other laugh. That's so all that fun. was. It made no sense, and it was just yeah. it was a straight up Tex Avery entrance yes. entrance to the to the scene, and it was just us trying to make each other laugh. That's but that all totally that brought me back to the energy of you guys on set. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like the first yeah. time I've seen that energy because you know you guys have had scenes together, but not like this. So to see right. that, yeah. I was like, that's what it was like every day on set. Yeah. Yes. Corey says, it's too late. He's dead and dangerously out of his mind. Mind. Eric tells Corey the next time there's a double date, he's going. Corey gets excited at the prospect and tries to get out of the ride, but it's already started moving. And then we see weird POV shots of the oh, roller coaster. It's terrible. It's wow. terrible. so bad. Just so bad. <laughs> it's our, terrible. Eyes, our eyes didn't even match. I was looking no, somewhere else. You were all over the place. <laughs> Sitcom, baby. The harnesses oh. aren't working. They're like obviously know, doing this. Yeah. Time. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. The reporter narrates what's happening on the ride. There's a loop of fire. They go straight up. They go straight down. Eventually, Mr. Feeney and Corey come back after the ride and they have switched seats, which is, which is funny. so funny. That's, that's really that's funny. funny. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. And, they and then, look, but doesn't Bill say, at some point I got thrown out of the car and I was running in front of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> running in front of the car. <laughs> that's hilarious. And his face the his whole time face. is just, yes. oh, so uh, funny. Bill's performance in this moment. Yes. I mean, oh. this, this is when I was like oh my god bill is so good because yeah. this yeah. is this is sitcom acting yes. this is a very difficult yeah. thing to do and for yes. somebody of bill's stature to sort of have to deliver this performance he nails it I it's so believable good. It's, it's funny it's cartoony it's all the things you need yeah. without it just i just could not believe even the way him. he was talking like as yes. if his voice it was yeah. so just, oh, get the oh, kid off my back yeah it was so great. Great. Get off my back it was hilarious <laughs> Yes, so Eric good. wakes up Corey and Corey says he threw up a piece of cake. Turner wakes up Mr. Feeney, who says at one point he had to run in front of the car. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Turner right. says he'll never look at him the same. That took guts. If he wants the ski club, he can have it. But Feeney says he doesn't want it. He just wants the kid off his back. <laughs> so funny. Corey and Feeney get out of the car and realize they did the ride for Eric and Mr. Turner. Corey asks Eric to grab his shoe from the car. And when Turner bends down to help, Corey and Mr. Feeney push them into the car and the ride Never takes saw that off coming. again. Never, Never saw that coming. coming. <laughs> and we had to play it off like, yeah, okay, we get yeah, the shoe. Sure, yeah, yeah, can you help me find the shoe? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. We Yikes. freeze oh, but- on a really cute high five between Corey and Feeney and uh, it, I mean, you know, jokey bad stuff aside, graphics, you guys looking at slightly yeah. different points. <laughs> what a hilarious. really great scene. Yeah, fun, yeah, fun scene. My fa- yeah. my favorite part is when we when the roller coaster starts and you're in the back and you're screaming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill just killed it in this scene, though. Bill's just amazing. absolutely killed it. Yep, yep, I love it. It's so good. And then we are in the Matthews kitchen. Alan is having poker night at their house with his friends, and they're joined by Rodique from the hair salon. Could do Rodique- without this entire tag. Just yeah. Na- na- no, just it's cut just, this tag. We didn't I need love this Rusty. Do not this this tag no. sucks. No, we it's had, like a whole two guest stars just for this. T- I don't. Know. Anyway, yeah, make no sense. Yeah. Rodique wins, even though it appears he knows nothing about poker. Alan reveals he has three tens, but Rodique has a full house. Alan is busted and walks off, but Rodique makes a chicken sound. Actually, is that Rodique who makes the chicken sound? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, and then he tries yeah. to blame somebody else. Alan says yeah. the game is getting out of hand. And just then our dear friend, the Elvis impersonator, or is it, walks in with pie. Alan asks for a few bucks and Elvis, Elvis offers him $150 million, And uh, Alan grabs the money from him and says, this might buy me a haircut. And 
That's the end of our episode. And yeah. there's your beverage. Yeah, I and don't. Uh, Topanga <laughs> wasn't in it because they needed Elvis and Rodin. We needed, we needed exactly. Rodin. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that why? Well, I, that, mean, I mean, in not, season two, we're really realizing that in episodes where there are guest stars that come in, stars. Yeah, yeah, that you know, sometimes sometimes Ethan is just there and Blake isn't there, yeah. and and Topanga's right, rarely right. there if there are other guest stars. So they were really trying to make the budget last they were stretching that uh, budget as far as they yep. could so yeah okay oh boy tony it was really great having you here with us yeah. for our recap you're uh, always a pleasure well thank you it was a pleasure to be here this was fantastic <laughs> our next episode that we will be recapping is season two episode 17 on the air which originally aired february 10th 1995 and uh thank you all for joining us for this episode as always you can follow us on instagram pod meets world show you can send us your emails pod meets world show at gmail.com and we have merch yeah, nice uh, merchandise. <laughs> nice merchandise. <laughs> uh Tony, we love you. Thank you for joining us again. And we'll see you all next time. Writer, send us out. Love you guys. Love you guys. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Daniel Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night.